Ganz Uwe Seebach again on the B2B Marketing Guidebook Podcast. Today we are talking about an interesting topic which is on the B2B landscape. We're talking about corporate influencing and thought leadership in B2B. And my guest today is an international top tier B2B marketer with Siemens. He's based in Nuremberg, Markus Weinländer. Markus, welcome and how are you? Um, I'm fine, thank you. Um, we're dealing quite well with the COVID uh, situation in, in the morning and uh, try to make the best out of the normal, but um, everything else is perfect. Happy to have you and thanks for your time. Markus, Before we get started, please give me an overview of your background and your person so that we have a broad picture where you're coming from and uh, what is your educational background. Yeah, thanks. Well, I have two streams in my um, professional education. Um, I'm uh, associate engineer in computer science, so that's a part of my technical training, and uh, studied business administration and management uh, to have a master degree in, in parallel to my to my job. And uh, I'm working today as a um, head of product management for a certain portfolio group within Siemens Digital Industries. So we are really at the core of B2B business today, and I'm doing that now for around 10 years. 10 years is such an international corporation, B2B marketing. I can imagine that your track record in B2B marketing is quite extensive. How have you perceived the change in the B2B uh, marketing environment based on your career? Well, it changed, of course, tremendously towards the digital tools and digital processes we are dealing today. So many Many deals are now somehow automated. We talk about marketing automation. We have online stores now available for, for smaller B2B customers. Many commodity goods are sold more in a partnership instead of just giving an order, placing an order. So I'm, I'm thinking about the e-Kanban solution, for instance, where the supplier get notified just by the by, by the usage of, uh, of a certain material that he has to deliver the next charge or the next batch of, of that material to the, to the supplier, uh, to the customer's side. So there is a lot of integration based on digital technologies, which comes up. On the other hand side, we, we recognize that the, the salesman is still very present in the, in the um, deal making, but not as a just one who, who just takes the order but but as an advisor for for complex technologies and and situations so the role of a, of a typical salesperson changed as well but he's still required Did you propose to the editorial team of the B2B Marketing Guidebook the topic corporate influencing? What was the reason? We recognized at Siemens that official marketing messages are not quite percept anymore by, the, by our customers. So corporate informations are not really trusted in many, in many um, um, environments and uh, people trust much more on a personal recommendation of someone. And this was the reason why... Um, Clarissa Haller, the head of communication at Siemens, introduced that corporate influencing program to, to give the brand a face of real technical experts so they, they can really make clear what, what is inside a product or what's, what's the benefit of something. 
and uh, not in the official language, but in their own words, in their own emphases as well. And well, this program works quite well for us at Siemens. Um, we get um, reaches which are around the same level as the corporate uh, level, uh, as the corporate channels on LinkedIn, but um, with some thousands followers compared to the corporate channel, we have hundreds of thousands for that. So the program itself of corporate influencing works quite efficient for us and that's what was the reason why we want to share that um, idea and that um, experience we made with that mm -hmm. methodology. There come several, several issues are coming to my mind learning about the success story. The first thing is which most of our readers and our listeners might be uh, interested in uh, you're stating that Siemens is using or you are using such a corporate influencing program now does that mean that you would say this is only applicable for large-scale companies or how can uh, medium-sized and small companies where, where the marketing department is one or two people uh, will your article enable the transfer of knowledge and your best practice also to these small environments? I would say that especially for small and medium companies, the, the approach of corporate influencing would could work quite well because it, it, at a large company like Siemens, you have, of course, hundreds of, of marketing professionals creating great content and, and they are able to spread it around and they have enough follow on the corporate channel to, to get uh, enough reach for these things. If I would work for a small company, I would really try to position myself as a social CEO um, who, who gives a clear profile and who's clearly stating about actual projects and things we are doing and, and all these topics which can be uh, um, made with a social CEO um, to, to give my company a voice in the social media arena. So I, I would think but especially for, for SMEs, um, corporate influencing could be maybe work better than for, for big companies. Maybe that's a strong thesis I'm, I'm stating, but I appreciate it. it's good. To, to we we need well. I think we need to position strong messages in order to guide uh, or provide some guidance if someone is looking for some guidance. Mm -hmm. Now, Marcus, having said that, um, will your article provide a framework or it's some um, at some stage a template-based management uh, process model that the reader of your article can then get back uh, to the company and then start deploying or following your guiding model in order to establish draft, establish and deploy and monitor corpor a corporate influencing program in his company? The article will cover both topics. So there is a portion inside about a, a bottom-up approach. So how can I, as an employee, start today being a corporate influencer? What what do I have to do setting up a profile and how does it work and all these things? So that's the bottom-up approach. And I will cover as well the top-down approach. How can a corporate communication department start their corporate influencing program within a small or medium or even big company? Very interesting. So okay, so both, both perspectives perfect. covered in the, the text.
also provide some uh, KPIs, some benchmarks, some results uh, based on which you then derive with some lessons learned and the best practice and what paid off well and what did not pay off that well? Mm -hmm. um, it, this is difficult to do it by KPIs. Um, since I'm not only a marketer, but also a product manager and, and responsible for a certain business, I'm, I, I do not trust marketing KPIs very much. At the end, it's, it's the revenue which counts and everything else well it's nice but well you know so for me it's it's more a question of how to say some some best practices which work well and not mm -hmm. measured by numbers but by a, by a, by a success which can be well fielded by the people so they know where they are good with that mm -hmm. just one thing we had a campaign with uh, which is also described in the text uh, with semantic robots a small initiative we started for for a certain um, target group and one colleague um, created uh, a campaign with 24 or incorporating 24 corporate influencers of Siemens with, with a common key visual and a common text on that. And uh, this works quite effective because it, it was several hundred euros of cost and around 130, I think was the number, 130,000 views on LinkedIn. And well, okay, it's a KPI, but I have no comparison to it, but we felt quite well with 130,000 views. So. Of course, congrats. <laughs> I mean, this is a huge number. Listen to what you're saying is that what I see in uh, uh, reading that topic that in uh, many articles and many speeches, sometimes people are playing with words with use ambassadors and an influencer and whereas an influencer mm -hmm. is not seen in the market carrying the brand on his uh, on his head so how do you work with this uh, different terms like uh, it sounds like you're using rather ambassadors than influencers because the people you're using are seen as siemens ambassadors spreading your key message uh, or, or did, did i get this wrong well, it's it's uh, no, you're you're right with that. It's it's more like an ambassador. But the question is how a company will um, position itself on on that corporate influencing arena. So we at Siemens try to have uh, not with fancy influencers like you know from YouTube and and these things. We are selling complex technologies to 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 really demanding customers, and and our our customers are available tier one suppliers and 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 you know really important customers we have here or our companies mm -hmm. we're talking about. So I cannot make just a show for them or something. I have to provide real information, which is helpful for my target group. And therefore we have, for instance, one guy who is really deep into wireless LAN technology for industrial applications. And he's writing about these things and, and giving some hints and, and insights on that. That works quite perfect. The information he's providing are not really tight connected to Siemens products. It's, it's really mm -hmm. how, can I uh, how can I apply a certain technology or what mm -hmm. can I do, what are use cases for that. But of course, it reflects back to the brand because the brand gets stronger since we have these great experts. So uh, th this means corporate influencing is also part of your brand management then or plays a part in the brand management yeah. portfolio. Okay. And um, in showing the expertise of mm -hmm. Siemens. Mm -hmm. In your article, will you also elaborate on how you identify, define, and start working with your so-called corporate influencers? 
Um, yes, um, the point is you, you have to create a, a strong and authentic narrative for, for corporate influencers. So they have to tell a story which everybody believes that this guy is talking about that. Taking the guy with a wireless LAN communication, if he would start to explain the Siemens digital industry strategy, nobody would believe it because it's not his topic. He's, it's, he's not relevant for that. But for his topic, he's really authentic. Everybody believes that he knows what he's saying and that works quite good. So one thing is you, you have to choose a guy who can state really for his topic and who's, who, is, who gets trust for this topic he's talking about. The second one is, of course, um, the corporate influencers have to have fun doing that job and they have to be someone who's a little bit, um, well, who, who likes to talk about his things. Maybe one who's writing articles already or who's being on stage at a fair or something like that. So this could be guys or employees who are well, well, well placed as well as corporate influencers. Mm -hmm. And uh, the third point, um, this is more an internal thing. You have to get the agreement of the line managers to make sure that, that the corporate influencing thing is really something the company wants from this employee, not something at on and this has to be discussed and questioned in, in performance talks and things like that. It sounds very interesting. Uh, looking forward and I think this um, will also be one of the uh, core articles in the, in the, in the guidebook. <laughs> Marcus, looking at the uh, B2B marketing maturity model, uh, which we used in order to structure the guidebook, where would you see your topic, the corporate influencing in regard to that maturity model? Is it something where you'd say that uh, conventional B2B marketing departments coming from the coloring in status, so lower perception, uh, only playing um, playing out events and pressures to start with that to raise the awareness or would you see corporate influencing is something which further down the road could then enrich and uh, the portfolio of activities and increase the uh, positioning of b2b marketing within the b2b organizations well from my experience at siemens um it requires a really mature marketing organization because um, we are using all these uh, collaterals and materials which are available like a white paper or a brochure or something like that we just drive additional attention to these material or comment them or just work with them on the social media so um, for us you need some some stable organization behind that on the other hand side as we talked about um, about small and medium companies it could be an idea to how to say to take the, the acceleration route towards marketing leadership using these things. So instead of just walking up the, the ladder like every company else, you can overtake maybe your competition um, by positioning yourself on the social media. Mm -hmm. Interesting. The I like the term acceleration route to B2B marketing industrial <laughs> excellence. Marcus, um, <clears throat> Our coffee talk is uh, coming uh, to an end in regard to the time. Is there mm -hmm. anything which you would like to share with our listeners and getting them ready to await your article as part of our marketing guidebook? One point um, I would like to give everyone outside um, with is that there is no big risk to corporate influencing. Many 
people I'm, I'm talking with them are questioning what, what is happening if a shitstorm comes up or if the employee is leaving the company or something else. Um, I would be without any fear on that. Um, I never recognized the shitstorm coming up to Siemens just because of social media, corporate influencers. We had shitstorms, of course, um, but that comes outside of this corporate influencing community. Mm -hmm. For how many years now you have been doing corporate influencing? Um, it's, uh, I, I do not know exactly when we started at Siemens. Um, for me personally, it's around two years now. Two years, okay. Thank you so much for joining us today, Markus Weinländer, contributing on corporate influencing and thought leadership in B2B, talking about his experience at Siemens. This was Uwe Seebacher. I'm your host of the B2B Marketing Guidebook Podcast. Stay tuned, like, share. Thanks. I can't wait to be back. Goodbye.